You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's episode, like, but definitely subscribe. Amazon Music giving you the prime of your life. Radio Lingo gets crooked. And SBS Radio is no more. Alrighty, stocks. So Apple has given five insights on how to grow your subscriptions to your podcast. What do you think? Subscription services on podcasts have been around for a long time in the form of things like Patreon, I guess, where you pay weekly or monthly or annual fee to access bonus content. And that's something that's been very popular for probably the last eight, nine years, really, with podcasting. But over the second half of 2022, Apple and Spotify have really gone into this space. So Apple, as part of their, hey, you should start a podcast, a, a subscription podcast with us, have released five insights on how to grow your subscription. Now, as uh, super producer Mandy said, none of this is rocket science, but it is helpful for anyone who's playing around with the idea of a subscription. And look, there's two interesting stats that came out of this document. It's one I found interesting was that subscribers are more than two times as likely to share podcasts with people they know. And the other is subscribers are 20% more likely to reach the end of a series if they paid for it. What do you think about that? And do you subscribe to anything, Jules? I don't currently. I used to. I used to do the one with uh, Oasis's Noel Gallagher and uh, a writer called Matt Morgan. They had a great one on Patreon that I subscribed to. It's interesting that they're two times more likely to share podcasts uh, if they're subscribing to, to people they know. I think probably, I guess, if you feel like you're a bit financially invested in something, maybe you just want to increase the conversation around that to either virtue signal a bit and show that you're, you're subscribing to this great thing or... You know, maybe you got other people you can chat about it. Yeah, maybe a bit of social proof that, um, hey, I'm paying money for this content. I hope you like it too. And then you pay money for the content. Maybe I'm not as much of an idiot. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean, I still haven't yet, but maybe we should release a, a paid version of the show. Yeah, look, I'm subscribed to something called Stratechery. Um, I was subscribing to this by the same guy, I think, called Dithering, and that was a podcast he was doing twice a week. It's the guy, Ben Thompson, who writes Stratechery, the uh, newsletter. And it's really interesting talk about tech, Apple, that sort of space, and uh, Google, Facebook, Meta, all that sort of stuff. But he started doing his daily newsletter, which you can subscribe to. He does a weekly one that's free. Started to do his daily newsletter as a podcast as well. And yeah. paying the same amount I was paying for dithering, I cancelled that subscription and I signed up for Stratechery's thing and I get the dithering episodes and I also get all the Stratechery content. So, ah, so you've hacked it. Yeah. And it's, look, it's three ninety nine. I think. It's not eye-watering. Um, and I've listened to his podcast for many years, but I've never decided to subscribe for the written newsletter. I'm just not going to read it. So this has been really good. I'm probably two months into that, so we'll see how it goes. But we are playing around with um, some subscription stuff with an upcoming True Crime podcast we have coming up. We'll see how it goes, but the idea is that if you pay up front, you can have the whole thing in one drop. So look, let's see how that goes. But, I mean, this is quite interesting. You are getting more attention if you are doing a subscription podcast with Apple and Spotify because they do want to encourage you to move in this space. 
All right. Well, speaking of subscriptions, NPR, the studio, well, not the studio, really. It's a, it's a public broadcasting service. They're releasing all of their content through NPR Plus, which is a paid podcast bundle. So they're going to give their subscribers access to bonus content, episodes that are ad-free, and just any other kind of perks that come from a dozen uh, NPR podcasts. So you might know titles like Planet Money, Fresh Air, Code Switch. But yeah, it's just an, another way to kind of get everyone together. And obviously, like, you know, people subscribe to the different feeds. Now you can get that all through one service, it seems like. So basically, how this came about was started with diehard podcast fans asking for bonus content. So anything they get their hands on to help support. So merch. So you might see like people rocking around in tote bags and all that kind of stuff. Just any other ways to, to help support the shows that are being produced and help uh, support those content creators. So it's $8 per month. That's US dollars. You get a whole bunch of shows in there. It's not released completely uh, yet there's still only for certain cities and things that this is actually available so they're doing it as a bit of a test first so we'll see how that goes right so we can't get it over here yet not yet uh, even in america it's still limited to certain states and cities but i guess yeah once once they've proven the uh the, the use case then they'll roll it out further interesting yeah everything's sort of going towards subscription now isn't it i mean even elon over at twitter right trying to get the uh, eight dollars for a blue tick that's right <laughs> The one feature I do like about subscription is the same thing you're getting with a TV streaming service. And I think we'll come back to this a little later on when we talk about Amazon, but it is the ad-free episodes. And that is something that I think people would pay a premium for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you certainly know within Spotify and there's, you know, obviously we've talked time and time again, Spotify is the, the player that I use for podcasting. And just there are a lot more ads now than there ever have been before. Is there a way I can pay a couple of extra bucks to get rid of those ads? I'd probably be happy to do it. We'll see. And that ties in nicely to an article by Tom Webster. It's Radio's Seven Warnings for the Podcast Industry. The Look, the summary of the article is, please don't destroy us with, that, with ads. Banks of ads, or what they call spot <laughs> banks, I believe it's a radio term, uh, has basically killed radio content working online. Yeah, so something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago where ad slots went from one to two ads pre-roll, sometimes three if you look at Spotify, um, some of their the ringer shows, and then not a single mid-roll ad but two and not a single post-roll ad but two and two becoming a sort of standard. So I guess that spot banks are starting to build up and it's something to be wary of and it'd be interesting to see how these subscription models do go. But on the subject of Spotify and of Apple, there's an article in DigiDay Written by Sarah Gagaling, it's Apple and Spotify podcast feeds pose challenges for growing subscriptions. So this is interesting. I mean, she makes a case both ways for subscriptions. There is it helps discoverability. So Apple has a subscription only podcast chart. So you're playing in a smaller pool. If you have a subscription podcast, you're only up against other subscription podcasts. So I guess it does open up the discoverability. And look, they're more likely to promote your show right now. Definitely, if you talk to Apple, you talk to Spotify and the editorial team, they're really pushing you to do something in that space. And if you do, then they will look after you. Since June 2021, the number of Apple podcast subscribers has gone up by more than 300%. I think there's also just a lot more content there. So I think, eh, whatever. Um, and over 25% of the top 100 shows in Apple's top shows chart offer some sort of subscription. That's interesting. I guess that also means that probably the majority of the top 100 shows are from larger media companies and they're playing around in this space. But still, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's a significant figure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, depending on, on what kind of money you've got to spend and, and promote on these kind of things, as you said, like if they are helping push that subscriber content up to the top, 
and make sure people see it. You know, it could be a good little strategy for the short term, certainly to get up some some listeners. I know, like, obviously, you know, the big shows, Marin, uh, This American Life, all that sort of stuff, they were around in the early days of podcasts and they've obviously got a huge devoted following because they were kind of first in that space and they've just got that name recognition now. There are some problems with integration though. So on Apple show level subscriptions don't appear under the podcast's main channel. So it makes it difficult for a listener to discover a network's other shows. So if you were like my subscription show from DM and then you go, oh, I like these guys. What else do they do? It's not connected. You've got to go back in and search and find us. It won't link through. Right, so all or nothing. Yeah, look, it just makes it difficult for listeners to discover a network's shows if they've only come in via the subscription. And uh, Okay, and for Spotify, it's a completely different ecosystem. So if you want to do a subscription show on Spotify, you have to set up a show slash RSS feed on Anchor FM. Now, Anchor has some great features, but we've been using it to set up this true crime podcast for their subscription. And I found it to have a counterintuitive UX, Jules. Right, okay. Well, this is a big problem. I mean, you've got really one chance with these sorts of things, potentially a few more, depending on how, how eager people are to get their content up. But certainly, if you're not making it easy for people to follow through the website and figure out how to do these things, then you're going to have a high drop-off rate. Exactly. And then the other part that is flagged in this article is no, there's no direct relationship with subscribers, so you can't move them onto another platform. So if you've got a subscriber on Spotify or Anchor, you can't move them across to Apple or to Patreon or something like that. You can't move these subscribers through from different places. And it's not actually set up so that you can interact with them to the same degree as you could even on just generic Spotify podcast or generic Apple podcast non-subscribed. So it also means you don't have that mechanism to be able to um, offer specials to lure, to lure someone back who's decided, oh, I'm going to leave. And you know when you leave something and they give you the little special offer on the way out the door? I do. Yeah. Do you get access to your email database and all that kind of thing? I mean, No, it doesn't seem to be the case. So it, it's all sitting off in a separate place that you can't access. So it's something that will improve as time goes on. All right, okay. A few kinks to iron out then. But we're definitely on Patreon. You, you, you can get in touch with people, so yeah. Now, big news this week. Amazon Music's entire library is now free for Prime subscribers. This is massive. This is a catalogue of 100 million songs that are in Amazon Music, which are just now available to Prime subscribers at no charge. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I've been a Prime subscriber for a while. I think that the streaming service that they have for shows and and movies is really good. It's a whole lot cheaper than the other ones, um, and there's a really good range of content on there. Also, you have that side benefit, which I guess is probably, you know, in the States or the UK is their primary benefit of having that Amazon uh, shopping sort of next day delivery and all that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot easier to do over there just based on the distances that they have to travel and the infrastructure that they already have set up. So the benefits of the shopping experience aren't quite what they are in Australia to over there, but still, I'm in it for the streaming. And if they've got music and podcasts now as well, well, that's a very interesting proposition. Yep, I've always ignored the music element of Amazon, but now I'm definitely paying attention. It's interesting as well on the podcast side of things, the company's offering many of its in-house podcasts and a selection of others ad three within the Amazon Music app. So, for example, all the Wondery podcasts. I listened to I Hear Fear. It's a fully scripted podcast, six-part series, read by Carrie Mulligan. It's high production values. It's kind of the thing that you expect with these subscription-based formats where it is something that has a lot of, I guess, a lot of sound design put into it. 
and they're trying to, I guess, find a way to do that. But I'll be really interested to see what an ad-free podcast is like if it's more the conversational stuff that you and I gravitate towards. There is one, there is The Old Man and the Three, which is a JJ Reddick basketball podcast, and I imagine that's quite chatty and conversational. So you'll give that a listen. But it was very interesting. The first thing that played on the podcast was basically a message from Amazon Music going, you're listening to an ad three podcast on Amazon Music. So they're really going for this. Yeah, I don't think this can be understated how big a, a, a move this is, particularly sort of bringing all of these services together and you pay in one place, you get music, you get podcasts, you get streaming service and plus all the shopping things. So, I mean, this is, this is quite massive. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. And if they are spending money on, let's call them prestige productions, as you said, with Carrie Mulligan, uh, yeah, see what, how popular they become. Yes, and look, just to qualify the music level, it means you get access to all the songs, but you can't just select a song and hit play. For that, you need to pay uh, an extra $9 a month subscription to Amazon Music Unlimited. And with that, you can get a higher fidelity or with spatial audio as well. So essentially what you're getting is Spotify base level minus the ads. It's, it's interesting. Now, there is a bit of a Tinder for podcasts aspect that they're touting, which is, uh, I guess, Amazon approaching working on podcast discovery. So they're rolling out a new feature on the app called Podcast Previews, which seems to be something a little like trailers for podcast episodes. But what it is, is you'll be able to listen to a short digestible soundbite before deciding whether you want to dive in and actually listen to the full episode. So that's interesting. But I guess the biggest story here is we're talking about all these subscriptions. We're talking about, I guess, there's a bit of subscription fatigue, like, oh, God, people sharing stuff, but now they're cracking down on that. So do I sacrifice Netflix or do I sacrifice Disney? What are you sacrificing? Amazon's doing its best to be the one you don't sacrifice. In the the Prime membership, rolling another thing into it. And with ever-increasing subscriptions, they're really making Prime more attractive. And think, well, if I've got an Apple Music or Spotify subscription, I might just pull a pin on them if you're rolling all into Prime. Uh, Absolutely. I I think this will be really interesting to see how this goes and if it takes off. But yeah, as you said, in this time where people are kind of consolidating all of their subscription services, it might be the time to move to Prime. Totally. And look, with the ultimate benefit, particularly in the US, being you hear an ad on a Prime podcast even though they're trying to get rid of them but if you were to hear an ad on a prime podcast to buy something and then you got the link in the show notes to the advertiser could i then just click to an amazon link where i can basically one touch one click purchase it i mean that seems to be pretty cool if they could get to that level of integration it'll be at your door within a couple of hours oh god what could go wrong All right, Stock, so we talked about Crooked Media last week and them moving into the UK. They've released their first uh, partnership show with Duolingo. So any keen language enthusiasts out there probably recognize that name. But this is Crooked's first branded podcast. As I said, look, it's going to be an eight-episode weekly series and it's covering all things linguistics, which is going to be hosted by the journalist Ahmed Ali Akbar, who used to host BuzzFeed See Something, Say Something podcast, which was all about the Muslim experience in America. When you say covering all things linguistics, what do you what does that mean? So basically they're saying the tagline is that Radio Lingo is about how language shapes our world and how our world shapes language. For me, the Duolingo experience was uh, in the weeks before heading on an overseas trip back in the day when that was a lot easier. We were going over to Italy, my wife and I. 
and did a little crash course for a couple of weeks trying to learn Italian. Now, I wasn't able to learn Italian in that short amount of time, which may surprise no one. But I think perhaps if there's a bit of sort of an understanding about what makes the language the language and the context around those sorts of things, maybe it might make me a bit more passionate about it. Who knows? But either way, they're making kind of moves into this paid partnership thing with other brands. And we'll see how that how that goes, what other partnerships they're going to have coming up. Isn't it an interesting marriage of these two very sort of high-profile audio businesses but from completely different spaces. Duolingo has done podcasts before. They had a Spanish podcast which won a Webby for Best Science and Education podcast. But this is the first branded podcast for Crooked? That's right. Okay. Keep an eye on this. We've got some other interesting news this week. So there have been upfronts around a whole bunch of different media agencies. SBS has had a rather large announcement. They're rebranding SBS Radio to SBS Audio. So this is to reflect its full cross-platform offering. You know, covers off more than 60 different languages. Broadcast radio, live streaming, digital publishing and podcasting, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this as much. But Amazingly, some of the, the, the quotes that came out of this were every week they broadcast more than 262 hours of original audio content and publish hundreds of articles in more than 60 languages. So the breadth of the service that SBS offers from you know translation point of view for you know not only shows but businesses who are creating content, anything like that, it's quite a, it's quite a large business. And I think they're really going to try and push to have content released in obviously across the different languages so that their audiences can get access and accessibility to the whole range of their content library. Look, they have significant resources. We've definitely used SBS translation services when we've had to subtitle videos or documentaries we made in other languages. So, but 262 hours is a shitload of content. I mean, the only one I've listened to from SBS is The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, the companion piece for it, The Eyes on Gilead. Uh, and there's an interview we did with uh, the, the team behind it about a year and a half ago. But I haven't really dove down on anything else. And I do like SBS. They're my go-to as far as TV news in the evening. So I might have a little uh, bit of a deeper dive. Definitely. Well worth it. So Magellan AI has come up with their quarterly, third quarter report. They do quarter-on-quarter reporting in the US on top spenders in podcast advertising for the period ending September 2022. Out of the top 10 spenders, eight were on sports podcasts and two on comedy. I mean, the money's always in sport and we know that over here because the money is always from sports betting. But the good news is podcast advertising continues to increase quarter on quarter in the US, up 2.6%, which is good in a grim economy over there. And the top 10 podcast advertisers spent $75 million, up 6% from last quarter. True crime shows carried the most ads. Overall ad time is slightly down, which is a good thing, I think. If we can get the ads shorter, tighter, but the spend up, it's a win for everyone involved. That sounds great. I mean, I think it is just refining how this whole operation works and and understanding what users want in return for, you know, ad space. In other news, uh, the ACRA, or the Australian Commercial Radio Awards, were announced. And Best Original Podcast, Unbranded, went to 
your friend, Zero Waste Baby by Veronica Milsom. There we go. That's a big one. She'll be very happy with that, especially considering, as we discussed last week, there is the new podcast by her out, Threads. So that'll be a nice little boost for the listenership, no doubt. Yeah, and look, another podcast news, the number one podcast in Oz is Hamish Blake's How Other Dads Dad. This is one for you. I don't know if you listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it. I've subscribed to it. I've done that classic where you hit the subscribe button, but then you sort of haven't worked it into your daily routine yet. So... I think I'll definitely be pulling this one up soon. It seems like they've got some really great guests to pull from. Yeah, he's two eps in. Producer Mandy and I both listened to the original, the first episode, which is with Rob Stitch. Mate, this is effortless. It's an effortless podcast forum. It's feel-good material. It probably appeals to, what, 40% of the population yeah. would be dads. So uh, give it a go. It's right in your wheelhouse. Um, but no surprise, this is number one. Fantastic. I'll report back on this one for sure. And look, a bit of overseas news. If something If you're looking for something to listen, the Bugle podcast. It's a satirical podcast presented by Andy Zoltman from the News Quiz in the UK and John Oliver of Daily Show and Last Week Tonight fame. An annoying analogy of that's exactly like anyway sorry i won't have a john <laughs> oliver rant right now um but look they've been 15 years so to celebrate the duo have launched a special set of episodes featuring the best from their own archive so it's the best stories from 2007 till now so if you're just looking for a bit of humor light relief from maybe a simpler time when it was mccain versus obama not whatever we got now sleepy joe um, it's a nice snapshot of the period of time, but it's also the best content. So if you just want a good laugh and you've never got around the bugle, this is the best of. It's an interesting thing to do to celebrate, I guess, their significant milestone. I mean, satire is obviously the space that DM dwells in, does their best works. So what do you think of this one? You'll be covering off the 15 years in a short amount of time, no doubt. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, well, that's Behind the Podcast for another week. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Behind the Podcast or email us with any questions, thoughts, anything you want to talk about at all or you want to hear us talk about at btp at dm.org.au. 